Hello, my friend. Welcome to the first episode of the Andy Special, a podcast about community with entrepreneurs who create spaces for it to thrive. I'm your host, Ashley Chonka. With me today is Winnie Julian, owner of Cafe Coriel and Catering, which just celebrated two years of business at Trenton Farmers Market, where this episode was recorded. Congratulations, Winnie. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Winnie? I am, uh, well, first and foremost, I'm from Haiti, and I um, grew up there. I started this business a few years back. I'm married. I have two beautiful girls, and I run Cafe Creole as well as many, many, many other <laughs> businesses, but um, Cafe Creole is a Haitian um, Caribbean type of um, restaurant. We also serve American soul food, which is, um, it, we do a combination of them both, which our customers love. They get to have their, you know, they're American and still get to try something different. How old are your kids? Three and four. Three and four. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You probably get no sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I I hit last night. I, I hit under the, um, behind the bed. You hit so behind the bed? So they thought that I, I went out. They were calling me all over the house. They came into the room like three times. And the dad is like, he, she's not here. <laughs> like, I said, I didn't hear, I hear them anymore. And I just went to sleep. And they told me this morning, I was looking for you, mommy. Where did you go? I went to sleep, honey. This I know, I, I stay away from you. She said, you're so rude. <laughs> My four-year-old said, mommy, you're so rude. <laughs> I was so tired, and she just kept calling. Oh, man. Yeah, she's rude for calling me rude. I'm your mother. I'm not rude. <laughs> Tell us about your business, a little bit of your background, like how you got to starting Cafe Quirrell. Okay. Well, like I said before, I, I grew up in Haiti, and growing up in Haiti, life was... Um, fantastic i had two maids and they pretty much had to do everything for me and i'm being sarcastic <laughs> because that's what when people hear you have maids that's what they think um but um the truth is my dad he, he we had the maids but he made sure that um we knew they weren't there for our luxury for they were there for our needs since we were in school so we wouldn't have to come home and make our own dinner and, you know, do all the chores and everything. But he made sure that, you know, we get to do our own, like, everything that we needed to do. And one of those things was make sure that we were in the kitchen when dinner was being cooked all the time. There was no getting out of it. You had to be there when he, when, as soon as the person goes in the kitchen and starts cooking, you had to be there. And I hated it. I hated it with every bone in my body. I could not stand it. I wanted to play outside. When all my friends was playing outside, I was in the kitchen cooking. Look at me now. I'm doing <laughs> so, so by, the, by the time I was 10, I was cooking a full course meal for a, for a whole family. Like, it was, it was amazing. People would, would look at me, like, would watch me cook. And the other things that I learned was um, I can butcher, like, 
a chicken or like a whole goat or pig for that matter. I've never done a, a cow dog. Like that is one thing I learned very early on from watching the butcher next door doing it. So um, one time we had a maid that was supposed to um, kill a few chickens because we were having a party and she was so scared to do it. She was looking at the chicken. She was she she realized. I was like I, I think I was like ten or eleven. I was like, give me that. What are you doing? So I took it and then I killed the chicken. I put it under the thing. She was looking at me. She started screaming. I was like, I hope you don't eat that chicken because the way you're screaming, it's like you're mourning. <laughs> now that I think about it, I feel so bad because like she really was. She was genuinely scared. But like the thing is, I learned so many things. Like when it comes to the kitchen, I learned so many things so early on that um, at some point that I I couldn't think. I went I went to cooking school when I was twelve. I started going to cooking school, and I was the only kid in the class because you know it's cooking school. It's not like regular school, and. Everybody in there was like adults that are learning to cook, that's learning a skill. And I was like, why not? So I'll go to school, go uh, when, when I get out of school, go home, change into another uniform, go to adult school <laughs> at 12 years old, <laughs> learning all the, um, you know, all the, but they teach you mostly French cuisine in Haiti when you go to cooking school. And then we learn some of our old, um, like traditional um food and stuff so i really been into food and uh when i was 13 i started my own food business in front of my house wait you said 13 13 yes i did um i actually started selling food in front of my house which was unusual for where i lived because nobody did that it was kind of like a downgrade if you did that but i said I'm multiplying my allowance, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to do this whether you like it or not. And I more did. More like a high grade. Huh? So it's more like a high grade. I know. Like, I'm like, I'm going to do this. Just because you don't want to do it, I'm, I will do it. So, you know, I started doing that. And when I came here, of course, everybody was like, oh, um, when you're done with school, you know you got to do nursing, right? And I'm like, What? Yes, that's what everybody's doing. That's what the money is. And I'm like, I don't like dealing with sick people. I cannot take. When people are sick, like, if you're sick and you're, like, we're living in the same house, like, I will take care of you. I will do everything I can to, like, but I don't want to do it for a living. I don't want to poke anybody with a needle. If I need to do that, I will take you to a doctor, okay? <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not doing this. But I'm. Honestly, I didn't know that there were different branches when it comes to nursing, but I said, I'm not doing it. Instead, I ended up going to school for accounting, and I'm, I, I'm really good with numbers. Well, that's but, great. Like, but I, 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 I'm good with the numbers, but I don't want to do that for a living either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, uh-uh. Um, and somebody actually passed me on, um, a restaurant that he had he was moving and he asked me if i wanted to take over and i said oh yeah sure that's you know that could be my 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 way out this this could be my dream come true unfortunately that one i can't blame it on anything but myself only because i jumped in there head first with every single savings that i had 
with no knowledge on how business actually works in the United States. I was just out of high school. Um, so it went down like a little over a year later. Like, you know, I was uh, I got to go back to work. So I went back to work. I went back to school. Um, I learned. I quit. I quit a high-paying job to go work in a restaurant for almost half of what I was getting at the law firm because I wanted to get the experience in order to do to do my own my own restaurant. So I started cooking at home. I was doing catering, and at some point, it happened that me and my friends started this business. Uh, mind you, that I started this business back in 2019 with my friend so i opened the restaurant in july and we had to fall out like weeks after that and the restaurant ended up closing in september of that same year so instead of you know like fall back into my little bubble i went out and i got another space in Wilmington. and i ended up opening in january and then the pandemic happened in march 2020 <laughs> and like the health department can say, um, this is an indoor market. We will have to shut it down because you know too many people will be coming in and out. Shut it down, done. And then the owner came. Yes, we're gonna shut it down permanently, so you guys can't come back. We try to fight it. We try to fight the lawsuit or whatever, but it didn't work. And in the same week, they call me here, and my husband said, "You kidding, right?" I'm like. No, no, I'm not. This space is available that I applied for two years ago. And guess what? It's available the same week. Now, it's not even the same day that, you know, I'm getting kicked out, out of my current space that I've been at for two months. And he's like, well, it might be better than where you were. Okay, whatever. And I came in here and the last space I was at, when I moved in, there was a lot of equipment in it. And when I was moving out, the owner said, you can take them. I don't want them. I don't even, you know. So I didn't even have to do a lot of purchase. I had all the equipment that I needed to move in. And I did. And I can tell you, people still can't believe that I did that. I opened three restaurants in less than a year. <laughs> one after another. Because at the end of the day, I, if I'm going to succeed or fail, this is what it's going to be. I have many other businesses. I, I'm a real estate agent. I fix credits. I have. I do life insurance, car insurance. I do so many things. Me and my mom has a cleaning business. But this is where I come to distress, get stressed, uh, you know, do everything. This is my passion. So if you don't have a passion for something and you just want to do it just to make money, the food business is not for you. Because at the beginning, even if you have a lot of funds to start it, at the beginning it's gonna stress you out. It's gonna try to it's gonna try to tear you to pieces. But if you can if you have that passion, you have that drive and you want to get you have a point you have somewhere you need to get to, then yeah, absolutely. Jump right ahead and do it. If this is the longest I've had a restaurant that keeps on running without having to shut down. In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. So I'm like, okay. Like literal retaining Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, okay, this is, and I've met so many people. Like, and I don't know if you could tell, I've had a total of 16 jobs. Like, 
literally. I worked in warehouses. I worked at Burger King, Wawa, Walmart, <laughs> Formula Mills. I worked so many jobs. But I have not, I have many people in here, like, meaningful, I've made so many meaningful relationships, like, connections, people that I never would have met if I didn't come in here, and I don't, there's nothing more, no one that can take that away from me, so I, I love it here, and if you haven't been to the Shrinton Farmer's Market, you're missing out, if you're coming to the Farmer's Market, okay, tell us. You come into the Trenton, not the farmers, so you come into the Trenton Farmers Market, 960 Square Street. You can come through all of our four side doors. Okay, so we have food wise, we have Lady in the Shallot, it's a vegan eatery, the nicest people you could ever meet. They have, and you have to try the rainbow tacos. That's that's my favorite. Um, what's up? The rainbow tacos? Rainbow yeah. tacos. And everything in there is actually gluten free, nut free. Yeah, because they are certified allergy, um, allergic free. Like you know, gluten free, nut free, nothing in there. And then hands on. Um, and then of course you can get cafe grill where you can get Haitian food. And there's another vegan eatery, but they're more like meal replacements. They do um, um, cheesesteaks roast beef, like cheese fries and stuff like that. They're all the way at the end, but they are completely vegan also. Um, but they're vegan? Yeah. It's a vegan. It's all the way at the end on the other side by the watch doctor. You can also get your watch fixed, okay? And you can get your high-end jewelry, um, Indian, African jewelry right there. There's Rose Boutique that has really, really nice clothing. Um, you can get tea. Tea for all, right? Tea for all oh has the gosh, best teas. A little otter speaker oh my from my team. Like, it literally looks like it's popping its head out of the Yeah. She, okay. You got it from them, right? Yes, she She is oh. the best. Oh my God. If you're not a tea person, how about some coffee? Cafe Ojala. Yeah, ground the coffee. Good. You the ground the coffee when they're making the latte, and that's the best feeling ever. Best feeling. And there's the Polish um, bakery, has the best um, crumb cake. That's my favorite. <laughs> they got and they have some huge donuts and everything. Those donuts they make them themselves, right in there. So it's amazing. Um, what else? So, and there's a deli. You can get all type of deli meats, all kind. Uh, there's of course all the farmers. Oh, you can get natural uh, hair products, hair and skin products from Kai um boutique. Oh, and she makes. She makes everything herself. She makes everything herself. Everything? Everything. Like, everything that she sells in there, like the skin product, the soap, the, everything she makes them herself. She just sold me some deodorant, coconut lavender, Ooh. and it's all natural. It's it's amazing. You can get wine. How about wine? Fairhoon Orchard. Oh, has, They have wine. Everything right now is open. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, some of the vendors doesn't come on Thursday or maybe Saturday, Friday, but Saturday everybody's open. Everybody's open. Um, especially with the tables, we have vendors that has tables. Those people will come mostly on Saturdays, but we have some of them that's here. And you can have jewelry made, handmade jewelry. Yeah, Bed Bingo is um. Uh, she makes the jewelry. She she has some 
wonderful. Like, really nice jewelry. Um, how about a nowhere shop? Where you come with your own container to buy your bulk goods. Like, rice, flour, sugar, oil. Yeah, so it's a no waste. There's so much in here. Like, you can come uh, in here and start work. Literally everything. 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 And it is so diverse. And it's like, when you come, you cannot yeah. not find. You find Indian. You find, you know, Indian stuff. Indian clothes. Indian jewelry. You find African clothes. African jewelry. Coffee. Like, everything. Like, why not come on a weekend and spend your Saturday here? And, you know, just have a good time. And if you don't know, call the office. Trenton Farmer's Market. Chris um, is the manager. And she's amazing. She's like she's really nice. She she's the one who made all of this happen. Wow. I don't want to forget the barbecue. They have the best barbecue, smoked ribs, the brisket. Ah, oh. yes, they have barbecue. You, can you imagine if you have barbecue? You can have barbecue. You can have Haitian uh, food. You, you can know. have vegan food and everything like that. And you know. Right in one place, and you just keep walking around and have fun. So, what does community mean to you? What does the word community mean? Everything, I would say. Um, I I know sometimes when I say community, like when I say um, I want to do the Haitian, I want to elevate the Haitian food, you know, in the community to let people know when. You know, I, I know sometimes when I say that, I'm talking about the Haitian community. But I'm also talking about everyone else that's in the community that haven't heard of Haitian food, that haven't had the pleasure of eating Haitian food. So, I think, like, when you are part of a community, and I, it, no matter how big or how small, I feel like this farmer's market is a community, and it's, you know, everybody in here is a family. And, um... The first people that I met was Lady Michelle. They were so kind. They were so sweet. And I'm like, okay, I would love to work here. And when the schedule was becoming available, they were like, I walked in. They were like, oh, we're getting in the center. We were hoping it was you. And I was like, uh, it is. They were dripping for joy. Like, you know, like they were so happy. And they told all the customers because I have vegan friendly menus. They were a vegan eatery. So they're like, oh, yes, all of our sides are delicious. And when I started getting busy, I'll get a line. And I'll see online that I have a picture that was I was tagged. And they would take a picture of the line to say how good the food is. That's right. You know, they would take a picture and send it to me and say, oh, you go, girl. This is your line. And I'm like, those are the people you want to have around you. It's of everything else that's going on. And it's like, it just feel like. One of us is in danger or somebody's messing with us. Oh my god. There's the Francesca. She is so sweet, so nice, but she is so mean when it comes to mean people. <laughs> so I'm like I get to meet so many people in here and like I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, if I wanted to say, Oh, I wanna serve my community and I can I can broaden my community as much as possible and and you know, and reach out to other, other um, businesses in the community, and you know, and do what we can to elevate—not just the Haitian, but the whole community that I live in, that I work in, that I run my business in. And uh, the better we do together, the better it is for for me and my business. So, 
yeah, community is a big deal. It's yeah, it's stored in, inside my house. My family is my community, and then I brought it into my business, and then here, and then I, yeah. And um, so, what kind of advice would you give someone who is thinking about starting their own business or uh, running a restaurant on their own? Do it. Yeah, do it. You never know if you can do it if you never try. I've I've known people who try restaurants for a year, and some tried it for two years, and I know people who had it for many many years, and that's not in the business anymore. Um, I think it's just a matter of where you start and where do you see yourself going. For example, I know someone who started a restaurant business nine and a half years ago. And they're still in the same spot. All right. They've had this restaurant, they've worked, um, they've worked hard. But if you go in into the business, have a goal, have a set goal, like said, Okay, if I'm going to be, if I'm just doing this, you know, because I want to have my own business, that's fine. You have your business, you run your business, and, you know, you grow with the business in that own location. But for me, it's different. I want to do, I want to have my business, but I also want to branch out, you know. Like, when you start, you just got to have your goal. If you just go ahead and you just sit there and like, okay. Day to day, day after day, year after year, you're just in the same spot and you don't have a vision to grow and go somewhere else. You might be making more money than you started when than when you started in that particular space, but it's still that one space. If you're satisfied with that, that's fine. But when you start, just make sure you have a clear vision of what you want to do. I want to work here until you know until this such and such. And that way, when you get to that particular timeline, you're like, okay, that's not what I said. Oh, this is what I said I was going to do. And then you might have surpassed it, or you might still not, you might not still be there because, you know, circumstances or whatever. But at least you know where you were supposed to be and what you wanted to do. So. It's not easy to run a business. No. But it's worth it. If you're going to start a business, and it's always good to plan. But at the same time, if you just keep planning and waiting and waiting for the right time, the right time will never come. So I don't want to say that, you know, jump head first, but sometimes you just got to jump. It's going to get hard. It's going to get to the days where you just sit in your car and start crying and just screaming and hoping nobody hears you outside. (laughs) But the next day you wake up knowing that you're going to your own. Uh, to be your own boss, to work at your own shop, to be your own thing. And be like, okay, all right, it's a new day, we're going to start over. And it's, it's always good because I've hated 90% of my bosses that I've had. But I'm loving the one I have now. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it, it's a good feeling. But um, going into it, uh, I would say, you know, do your research, get your knowledge on, and, you know, uh, don't try to be everything, you know, don't try to be the cook, the, the cleaner, the bookkeeper, the, you know, even even if, you, even if you're not financially able to do certain things, there are ways to get things done without you having putting that on your, you know, for an extra $100, you can get somebody to do your books, or you can get somebody to clean up, or, you, you know, you can do something that you, you don't, you won't have to do. 
And sometimes it would be easy to say, oh, I'll get it done. But by the end of the day, when you're tired emotionally, physically, mentally, it's good to pass on the burden to somebody else sometimes. So. Okay, yeah. Be willing to pass on the burden. It's yep. a good one. <laughs> All right, what else do you want to go over? Um, Don't count on your friends and family. My mom is an exception, but at the same time, like, she comes in and helps me. Like, everything that she does when she comes in on Sunday, she only comes once a week. Although she complains a lot. She talks a lot, like, I, like you know, but she does everything that she needs to do. And I know she wouldn't do it for anybody else besides, you know, her daughter. But when I say don't count, like, a lot of times when you start a business, they say, oh, reach out to your friends and family, your spirits of, uh, of influence. Like, but no. That's never the right way. When I started to, uh, uh, my real estate um, career, they told me that at the office, reach out to your sphere of influence. I've had people that I, that I have called me, asked me questions about real estate. Or if I'm buying this house, what do I need to do? Where I would spend, you know, 15, 20 minutes explaining to them, you know, what you need to do, how the process works. And then a few months later, I heard to buy a house with another agent. They didn't even acquire me. Mm. And those are not strangers that I meet on the street. Those are people that I know. Do I get mad? I don't want to say I get mad. I get, do get disappointed. It makes but sense. Because I stopped counting on my friends and family to support my business. Because at the end of the day, they will rather support somebody else that even they don't know them, but they know that you just got into this business. Or some people just are not willing. All my reviews, my recommendations online, or from customers, strangers. When you know, when you go online and you see somebody say, "Oh, I'm looking for a caterer," you know, to cater this party, and you go in there and see everybody, you know, putting their own recommendations. I want people recommend me, not family or friends. Like I know they've seen the same posts that I've seen. You know, we see things and we know things, and I'm not saying they do it on purpose. It's just that I don't come to mind. So. If you're counting on people close to you to get your business going, don't. Support is good. You know, my sister will support me if she could. My my husband will support me if she could. My mom will support me more if she could. But the support that they give you can be behind the scene. But if you're counting on them to succeed, don't do it. You have to go out of your way to reach people outside of your comfort zone, people you don't know, people who want to get to know you. So it's it's more exciting that way anyway. So. You get to meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, I get to meet you. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. This is this is my experience, and I'm not saying everybody's friends and families are different. If you get one friend or one family member who's involved who wants to help you, that's great. But you're not gonna get all of them, and that one person can is not gonna be enough to help you get to where you wanna go. So. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today? Um, if you have never had Haitian food, it would be amazing if you come to Cafe Creole. But if you don't live anywhere near New Jersey or Lawrence Township, find one. Find one and try it. And and I'm saying this not because you um I feel like you would love it. It would be such a good experience. But at the same time, if you do go to a Haitian restaurant and you have a bad experience, please don't hold that against all of us. Because, you know, it's, um, 
it's always when you go to not just a Haitian restaurant, when you go to a small business, and I've had that experience myself. Um, don't jump into conclusion that one day might have been, you know, not so good, but give them a second chance. And one of the things I realized is that I have gone to McDonald's and I know people have gone to McDonald's and they mess up their order. If I have somebody working for me and they make a mistake, yeah, that's on me. But that doesn't define what I do. You know, like, if you come up first time and then the second time is the same, I'm not going to tell you to try me a third time. Yeah. Because everybody deserves a second chance, but it's up to you if you want to get someone a third chance. Yeah. But if you come one time and then you order a bunch of stuff and then one thing wasn't appropriate, wasn't to your liking, because you have your, you know, you have your opinion and you have the right to not like something. But any business that you go to, don't just fret them up just because. Because I know for a fact that you've gone to other places that mess up your food. But because it's a chain, it's a big brand, it's, it's something, you know, something that you feel like, oh, it's not the owner's fault because they have people working on it, and so do I. You know? Like, don't just go and write, a, uh, write us off. That's why I always make sure I'm front and center when I have customers. So... If you didn't like the food, at least you like my attitude. You like my, you know, I'm always smiling and, you know, very nice. Even when I people mean, are rude your to name me. is Winnie. So, yeah. yeah, I'm very sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like every morning I wake up, I go and get my pot of uh, honey before I come in here. So that when I can, I can come and have a good time. Oh, man, well, thank you so much for doing this today. No problem. I enjoyed it. That yeah, me fun. too. So last thing is, um, when you're feeling stressed out, what's the first song that comes to mind to hype you up for the day ahead, to remind yourself that you're a boss? I don't have a particular song, so but I do have a process. Okay, tell me your process. So, if I had a bad day, and it was really, really bad, I go, I go home, sit in the driveway, and then I cry. Always. And most of the time, I would scream, but sometimes I would just cry, and then I would pray. And I'll go inside. Sometimes I'll go back and get me a cup of coffee, because no matter what, how late or what time it is, the coffee always lifts me up, but it doesn't keep me awake. <laughs> so, um, things you can't control, don't worry about it. But if you can control, you know, how you handle your... Um, your inventory or how you handle your financing, how you handle your marketing, and you know, like just plan, 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 plan. All yep. right, but I would put like I love old school music, so if I go and sometimes most of that time it would be like Delilah will be on, <laughs> so um, most likely she will be playing something from old school, something that you know that's talking to me in that moment. And sometimes I just do the silence. I just like completely quiet everything down and it's not at home though. I can't quiet anything down at home. So um yeah, I don't my my music choices like vary so much that if you're listening you'll be like, Wait, what happened? You just went from a French song and right now you're listening to Korean. What is this? <laughs> yeah, so like I could go, my playlist go from Celine Dion, um, 
the her French album from 1990, or and then it will go like, and then I'm right there with Whitney Houston, and then you know I'm on the Haitian music, and it's whatever, whatever I'm feeling. If it starts playing, and I feel like, oh no, this music is not going on with my mood right now, I just turn <laughs> and then play something else. But yeah, I don't really have a particular music. Growing up, we never, we always listen to all type of music, like. You see how here most of your music are American, that's what people listen to. But where I come from, when you have a new music that came out, it came out for me too. So I listen to it too. I listen to Haitian, I listen to French music, African music, Jamaican music. So, yeah. A great pot of honey to draw from. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. Oh, um, thank you. And have a wonderful day. You too. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Andy Special. Join me next Wednesday for the next episode. I talk with Nicolene Evans, the fantasy author behind Nicolene Novels, about self-publishing, pivoting from selling her books primarily at the artisan market circuit to editing and mentoring during lockdowns, and the fellow hikers who were kind enough to carry her down a mountain after she hurt her leg. Head over to... Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify, or theandyspecial.com to subscribe to the podcast. The site also has a blog called Catnip, which you can have sent to your inbox as a newsletter. Connect with the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at The Andy Special. I'm your host, Ashley Chalka. Until next time, my friend.